All right. Thanks again for joining the Clay County Beacon podcast. Today I have with me Betsy Condon, who is running for county commissioner. Uh, thank you, Betsy, for joining us, and, and I appreciate you, you taking the time to speak with me today. Well, thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate what you're doing and um, getting this message out to the citizens of Clay County. For those who may not know me, I'm Betsy Condon. I did serve on the school board for four years from 2014 to 2018 and enjoyed that um, experience, learned a lot about our education system, learned that I have a love for public policy and good public policy and a passion for that. Um, I'm a native of Keystone Heights. I'm a Christian conservative wife, mom. I'm also a business owner. My husband and I started a business, um, our own manufacturing company right in Keystone Heights in 2015. And uh, we've grown to where we have four employees. Uh, we would like to grow further. Um, COVID has impacted that a little bit, but um, yeah, we imagine. have some big contracts that we've bid on and, and um, are looking for great things in the Keystone Heights area, good jobs and, and good, um, good economic development. That's one of my passions. I think that we need to be um, cognizant of good growth and um, development that is smart and planned out. And so that was why I kind of decided when our county commission seat came open that I would throw my name in the hat. I um, certainly am a very busy person as a business owner and, and with my family, but I think that the county that we love and the way of life that we all love and the reason we live in Clay County needs to be protected. Yeah, that's good. I, I agree with that. I, I do think, you know, it's interesting that, you know, uh, you're from Keystone. Keystone is a very forgotten section of Clay County. Even for me, like I live in Middleburg and, and, you know, until someone mentions Keystone, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot they were there. You know, it's sort of the, your, your friend that you hang out with sometimes and, and you, you forget when they're not around, you know? So yeah, that's good. Um, you know, so what, what you were a school board member, uh, before, um, what attracts you to, uh, like, the county commission seat as opposed to like tax collector or any of the other offices that are that are up for for election this year? So when we first started our business, um, I didn't have a lot of help from the county itself. Starting a business in our county was not the easiest thing to do. And I had a lot of friends that were working in those offices that I had made through my school board contacts. And so I would I would make phone calls and I would say, where, where, where do I go for this? What do I need to do for this? Um, how do I get a fire inspection? It, just the little things that no one realizes that anyone needs help with. And so when I first started out, I thought I, we need to be more business friendly. The only way that we're going to generate more tax revenue, better tax revenue is to make Clay County business friendly. I am certainly not an advocate of big box stores everywhere. And the way that we will prevent that kind of development from coming into our area is to make small businesses thrive and make it easier for people to go into business, stay in business, and ultimately let the consumers decide where to spend their, their dollars. Then um, I started talking with a number of friends and, um, and colleagues and and realized that District 4, which is Clay Hill, some of Middleburg and, and Keystone Heights, District 4 has a lot of areas where high-speed internet access is not reliable. And I really believe in the 21st century 
it should be as reliable as electricity. And the fact that it is not to a large majority of our district, which covers a, a fairly large landmass in our county, is just unacceptable to me. And it's not a hit on our current elected officials. It's, I'm just saying, I don't think that the priorities have been in the places that they needed to be. Sure. Um, you know, there's lots of talk about the First Coast Expressway and the development it, it's going to bring to our area. Well, we need to be smart about it. We can't be like St. John's County where they don't have the infrastructure in place to, I guess, absorb the amount of development mm -hmm. that has gone on over there. Um, and that just that that will ruin the environment in Clay County. It will ruin the culture. It will not attract people to want to live here, nor will it attract the residents who live here to want to stay. And so I, I think those are all things that um, drew me to saying, I think I can make a difference on the county commission. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, I'm not a I'm not a tree hugger by any stretch of uh, the imagination. But you do drive through some of the parts of the county where the First Coast Expressway is going in, and then there's different pieces of development. And you see what used to be like these very cool sort of like wooded areas, you know, very very scenic looking, and now it's a whole lot of flat nothing. And, and I get progress is going to come, and, and you got to manage it smartly. But but I think you know that <clears throat> you look at those things, and, and and that's that's really the key is it has to be managed. It can't just be sort of well, all this stuff is happening independently of anyone looking at it and saying, how do we make sure it goes well, right? Like, how do we, um, how do, there's so many moving parts, you know, uh, the First Coast Expressway is a in, part of the interstate system. With the interstate comes ease of access. With ease of access comes people who are coming to the county for good purposes, you know, to, to visit and do business. And then, you know, there's also people coming to the county for, for less than, than forthright purposes. So there's the aspect of planning for, you know, having a police force that can, handle the growth and making sure that we have roads that can handle the growth. You know, I don't know how often you, you drive down the nightmare that is Blanding Boulevard in Orange Park, but I think that's sort of symptomatic of, of when you let things grow and nobody's looking at it to try to say like, how do we do it smartly? Um, you know, you can, you can end up with a lot of unintended uh, ill, ill effects or side effects of, of that growth. Um, <clears throat> what do you feel like is going well currently in the County? Like, do you feel like, what, what do you feel like is, is being done in a way that's good and conducive to, to the sort of growth that we want to see? Well, I think that our current elected officials work well together. I think that there has been a lot of collaboration um, for the most part between the state officials and the, and the county officials, and then down to the local levels with the municipalities that are in the county. Um, I have a good working relationship with all of our current elected officials. And, and I think that that, is something that kind of um, gives me a, a kind of a, a jump start that I, I could go into the um, office and have that those relationships already established. But I'm not tied to any of, in, of them. I, I'm an independent voice. I think that um, sometimes when people have been in offices for too long, or you know, currently all of our um, county commissioners are, I think, with the exception of of two of them, they're all finishing second terms, um, or in the case of District 4, halfway through that second term. And right. I think that sometimes a fresh voice is important, and I'm excited to, to see where our county commission is going to go. It will have um, three um, new fresh voices on there, regardless of who wins these elections, and I think that that's good for our county. I think some of the um, 
development plans that were approved were good plans when they were approved. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're still good today. Right. Um, and I think that there is a fair amount of transparency with our um, county government, and I think that's always good for the citizens. Um, I think that, that it could be improved upon, but it is something that has been done well. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing I appreciate about appreciate about the county commissioners and, and the meetings that they run is that they are they are much more open to feedback from the public. Uh, there have been several meetings over the past you know six to eight months where something was on the ballot for them to vote on, and and the public spoke out in a very vocal way to say either yes we want this or no we don't want this, um, and they seem they seem willing to not only let people speak but but to take the public's voice into consideration when they're making some of these decisions. And I think that's good. I also have that impression of you. I don't have a whole lot of, you know, interaction with you, but, you know, I've watched a lot of school board meetings and other meetings, and it seems like you're also one that is open to, to transparency and, and taking into account what the people of the county want, because ultimately, yes, guiding the growth, managing the things that are under the purview of the commissioners to manage is part of the job. But the, the main part of the job is to advocate for the people in your particular district and say, here's what's good for us. Here's what we need from the government as it exists. So that's good. And what, you can only do that if you listen. Yes, you have one to. Of the yeah. most important things is to listen to the public and return phone calls. And yes. um, not all of our elected officials are the best at returning phone calls. And um, with my time on the school board, even when I knew someone was going to yell at me or vent to me or have things that to say to me about right. a vote that I had cast, I was always willing to return phone calls and listen. And yeah. That and that takes time. Important. And a lot of, a lot of times, you know, people don't want to give up that time, you know, and I get it. Everybody's busy. Like this isn't, you know, this podcast and the website are not my full-time job. I have a job and a family and you have a business right. that you're running and you're running for office. And uh, you know, so it's, it, but uh, I, that's what I look for when I'm looking at candidates. The main thing is like, will they listen? Will they take into account? And, and do they have the decision-making skills? And to be perfectly honest, I don't want someone who's looking at politics as a, as a career. Um, you know, someone who says, Ooh, I just want to be in government because government is a job that I want to do. You know, if they don't have other things going on the side, if they're not running a business or working as part of a business or a leader in some sort of a business to me, that's, that's my opinion, but that's sort of a, a red flag. I know, you know, one of the things I want to talk about uh, is tax increases. There, there have been a lot of, uh, you know, furor over tax increases, not just from the county commissioners, but from other sections of the local government. How, how do you look at, you know, if, a, if funding is needed for a thing that the government wants to do, right? Like what, what sort of decision making do you, how do you look at the decision on whether or not you would look at increased taxes or, or other ways of funding a project when additional tax revenue or just revenue in general is needed? So I'm a pretty staunch Republican. Um, I'm not in favor of tax increases. And certainly I think the wrong place to go is to always put tax increases on the backs of the property owners. Um, that just isn't yep. fair to me. So if I had to generate revenue um, and I, what I, I think that the fairest way to generate revenue is through sales tax because that allows a citizen to make a choice, right? You're going right. to choose if you pay that tax by consuming whatever you're, you're purchasing and therefore you're choosing to pay that tax. Right. Um, a lot of our property owners don't use all the services that are covered in that. And that's a double-edged sword. You know, you have, we, we all 
we don't all pay, uh, use the school district, but we we want good public schools right. in in all cases because good education makes good productive citizens yep. as adults, and, yep. and that's important. Um, there's some things that I think are um, are tax that taxes that that people pay that they shouldn't be forced to pay. Things like you know we're forced to um, in our property taxes pay for garbage service. Um, but you don't get a choice in who that provider is. Right. And so I think if government is going to tell you, you have to have this, which makes good environmental sense, right? People used to burn trash or bury trash that, that contaminated the environment. Right. That's not good for our environment or for our health, but let us have a choice. Yep. Let us go and shop, you know, within a certain, you know, approved providers or, or whatever it is, shop for the best price, shop for the best deal, the best service, whatever it is. Yep. I kind of tend to bring that uh, from my own business. You know, I, I, I look for the best suppliers, um, American made, we're hundred percent American made um, and American sourced in our business. And that's important to me. And so I think that providing our citizens, the ability to kind of shop for their services is important where it's feasible. Um, obviously, there's services that the county has to provide that make sense. Good um, law enforcement, right. um, EMS, fire services, very, very important. Our emergency operations center is very important in our county, the protection of those things. But then, you know, when we go and tell, so where I live in, in my part of the county, there's people who own property that um, maybe got passed down to them from a family member or something. It's just a vacant piece of land. They decide they want to build a home on that. The impact fee is far more significant to that landowner, that property owner, than it is to a developer in Fleming Island right. or yep. Oakley for those parts of the county where it's just wrapped into the price of the home. Yep. So I I tend to not go straight to impact fees, property taxes. I think that the the less we can put on the property owners, the better. Yeah, I, I'd be, you know, me personally, I'd be an advocate of a sales tax when you purchase or build a home, right? A one-time tax that is a percentage, right? Um, it, it's not, I mean, ideally, no taxes, right? Like taxes, yeah. you know, you if you want to get into my personal opinions, I think taxes should always be approached as cautiously as possible and should only be enacted when, when absolutely necessary. Um, but, but it does seem absurd that if you own a, pro a piece of property, if you own a thing and then every year you have to continually pay taxes on the same thing when you already paid taxes previously, uh, it seems like, <clears throat> you know, real estate, physical land, property slash buildings is the only thing that we seem to tax continually, like perpetually, mm -hmm. like, you know, for as long as you own it. And it just, it does, you know, I'm with you. It feels a little bit absurd. Um, how do you think your previous experience as a, uh, <clears throat> as a school board member translates into the role of county commissioner? So I think that it all comes down to public policy and experience with approving budgets of that size, understanding how public service um, ties into the, the taxing authorities and, um, and that you don't actually, you're not making decisions for yourself, for your business. You're making decisions based on what your constituents want. Right. So the representation of, of constituents and, and sometimes elected officials tend to 
say, well, this is what my part of the county wants. So I live in Keystone Heights, but I would represent Keystone Heights, Clay Hill, and Middleburg. Right. Well, if you're not connected to all of those constituents and listening to the concerns, some of them are, are identical and some of them are different. And understanding that you represent all, mm-hmm. not one section is very important. Um, in the case of the school board, we represented the entire county. We were one of five representatives of the entire county even though we came from five different parts of the county. So I think that gives me um, the experience to know that you have to have three votes to get anything passed. Right. So you have to have good working relationships and you have to lobby for what your part of the county needs, understanding that it has to um, complement what the rest of the county is doing. Or, you know, we can't function as five different sections of the county. Um, that just won't work. So I think that that helps. Yeah. Which, which way do you think is, uh, you know, better or, or, uh, do you feel like there's a better or worse in the county commissioners where each commissioner represents a section of the county versus the school board where each school board member, uh, represents the entire county and they vote, you know, on issues in the majority, you know, the majority opinion sort of wins, which do you think there's an advantage to either, to either one of those? Oh, Oh, I definitely think, I think Clay County has gotten large enough that representation by district is very important. Um, In the last school board election, I won my district and I did not win the seat. And so what the voters were able to do is give the um, Fleming Island and Orange Park and Oakleaf citizens more of a voice. And, And the voice for district three in that case was not heard because what the voters in district three selected was not who is ultimately representing them. I think that that is a flaw in our state system. So what the state statute says is that by default, counties are uh, elect their school board members countywide unless the voters, so unless someone puts it on the ballot and the voters choose to elect by district. Um, I think you get better representation if you, um, of a certain size, if you're represented by district. Now, the argument against it is that people think, well, um, you know, someone will only advocate for their area and won't advocate for the schools and in all the rest of the the county. And I just don't think good public servants will do that. Yeah, I think the, the counterbalance to that is that you have to have a majority vote on any on any issue to, to pass it or, you know, or, or fail it depending on what the majority votes. Right. Um, I, I sort of lean that way too. I think um, just from a, just from a basic logistical standpoint, Clay County isn't the biggest County in the world, you know, out of all the, but it is, it is a large County with a lot of people, each County commissioner, each school board member is one human being. A lot of times one human being like you who have a business that they're running in addition to being part of the County government, it just seems very, unlikely that that you could ask one human being with a finite number of hours in the day to really have enough time to listen to to a variety of voices across an entire county to really know mm-hmm. like what what everyone in the county is thinking or, or wants and i think the well, it makes elections very expensive and i yeah. i'm passionate about um i think we spend far too much money on elections that could go to far better uses um but unfortunately that's how you get the information out but you, but you muddy the waters, right? So you don't exactly get that same representation all the time that you would 
if somebody can really spend that time that you're talking about talking mm -hmm. to the, the, you know, you can go out and, and talk with 2,500, 3,000 citizens in your area, have town hall meetings in, in non social distancing time, right, right, right. Yeah. Have, um, have more interaction that you're just not going to get countywide. You know, Clay County is geographically so spread out. A lot of these, um, these candidates who are running for the countywide offices, unless you have the ability to contact them directly or, or you have the time, it's just not as um, personal. Yep. I agree. And you know, yeah, you know, I think it just, <clears throat> it's very hard to be familiar with what, you know, I think the last time I looked, the population of the counties in the 200,000, 300,000 range, yeah. it's very hard for one human being to be familiar with, you know, a consensus of what 300,000 people want versus yeah. you slim that down to a set of communities. Not only do you have less people to deal with, but you're able to circle back to those people more often to gauge like, Hey, you know, the needs that you talked about, do you feel like I'm meeting those needs as your, as your commission, you know, your county commissioner. So, yeah. um, what, what do you, uh, what do you think, you know, let's say you have a blank slate and, and you're in charge of Clay County. What, what does an ideal, you know, Clay County look like under the leadership of Betsy Condon, like over a four year span? Like what, if you had a blank slate to accomplish anything you would want to accomplish, like what, you know, what, how would you craft uh, the future of Clay County? I think day one, I would start with two workshops, one workshop on how are we going to going to address infrastructure and um, actually, that would be the, the subject of both workshops, but I think that infrastructure with roads and all these septic tanks that are eventually going to have to be pulled out and how are we going to get sewer to all of these mm -hmm. places and, and widespread water if, if, if people need to come off of wells and, and that kind of thing, that would be the first thing. And the second thing would be um, the high-speed internet that I right. talked about yep. and really getting those um, services to our um, to our citizens. They all tie in together because having those workshops and really listening to where we've been and discussing where we need to go is, I think, regardless of if I win my election or not, where the county needs to right. revisit all of these development plans, the overall master development plan, because so we we our county just um, took out a huge bond to build roads in Lake Asbury. Not very many. Right. And yet there is quite a bit of our county that doesn't even have paved roads right. for the school buses to pick up our kids. It's crazy. You know, so I think that no one's talking about how we're going to do a huge overall infrastructure improvement in our county. We're only talking about piecemealing and, and, you know, and you can watch a county commission meeting and, and citizens will bring up, well, you know, this, the Lake Asbury master plan, for instance, was discussed recently at, at a meeting and, and they said, well, the, then the commissioners all said, yeah, well, that was approved 20 years ago. And it was right. And none of the current commissioners were who approved it. Right. But at the end of the day, does that still make sense? Yeah. Why, you know, yeah. do you, do you never revisit a plan? Like who, who makes a plan and right. lets it set for 20 years and never looks to see if it needs to be updated. Right. It's crazy. Right. But. Right. And I don't know that there's a good overall strategic plan for our County. Um, if there is, I haven't been able to lay my hands on it. Yeah, I think I've never that seen the citizens yep. deserve that, you know, to say, this is, this is the, this is the strategic plan of the County commission um, in conjunction with the County manager. Um, 
that was developed and bought into by all the citizens and and you know maybe then that needs to go out into town hall meetings to communicate or right. to listen to what you know maybe our citizens don't want us to um, to fix the the septic tank issues although the state is going to force us to at some point right. so how does how does the citizens think we should best do that um, because that will become a tax of sorts if you have to put in sewer into mm -hmm. your area and that's not something most homeowners most property owners are planning on right um so these are some things that have come up in other counties that i've researched that i think that um clay county needs to be talking about yep i think the farther ahead of the farther you get ahead of those sorts of things the the better you can plan it out and you know people need time to prepare like if there's a new fee that's coming down the pipe that's going to be even if it's not substantial like any new fee like the 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 more lead up time you can get people to say, Hey, like this is going to happen and we're using it to do X, Y, and Z good things for you. Um, you know, I, I think is better and, and really the roads. And I think you hit on two major things like that, that I don't hear anybody talk about um, the, the, all of the unpaved roads we have in the County. And then you see new roads going in, like, you know, uh, I, I know people who've lived in the Middleburg area in a house for, you know, quarter of a century and the road has never been paved. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and we spend money. I know the County spends money to have people come and flatten all these dirt roads. Like you got to mm -hmm. wonder like over time, like how long would it take to, to shift that budget money to something where you're permanently paving some of these roads, like, you know, and, and, and get your money back or, or maybe even over time spend less money. And then high-speed internet, it's it's amazing to me. A friend of mine moved into a new house uh, sort of in between uh, Middleburg and Keystone Heights, and he was mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, there's, you know, I, I have to go into the office to, to do anything internet-related. Uh, he goes, we can't even watch YouTube or Netflix. The internet is so slow. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, how is that, you know, you know, and I know Clay County's still a little bit rural. Like we're not, we're not metropolitan, you know, all over, but like, it's just amazing to me. Like I, I take, I take exactly what you said earlier. It should be like indoor plumbing or running water or, you know, internet is just a thing that, that all, you almost have to have at this point. I don't know how anyone can survive without high speed internet. And, and I think it's, it's great to hear someone talking about, you know, if they're in a position to influence it, that they will influence it in a way that, that will make that more widespread for people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, all right. So I appreciate <clears throat> all of your insight and, and your thoughts on things. I want to give you sort of one last uh, opportunity to, to get a message to the voters. If I'm a voter listening to you today, um, why should I vote for Betsy Condon for uh, county commissioner? I'm a business owner and an independent voice. Um, I pay a whole lot of taxes and I um, want to see my services improved from the taxes that I pay. And I think that that's what voters want to see. I don't have ties, long ties to county government or the county commission um, that some others have had and, and that will influence or can influence their ability to make independent votes and really represent the citizens. I um, feel like I have a good finger on the pulse of what's important to the citizens of district four. Um, and I think those things are good roads good, reliable, high-speed internet service, and taking care of our water and our natural resources. Uh, we still, you know, we didn't even have time to get into the, the flooding of Black Creek and the protection of the lakes in the Keystone area. All of that is very important in District 4 and should be important to all of Clay County and really protecting our way of life. We do enjoy our rural way of life down here, but we want to protect it and we deserve to have as good 
of services from our county as the more developed areas of the county. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I agree with all those points. It's hard to argue against anything you just said. So I, I you know, I think you'd be uh, hard pressed to find anyone who says, no, I don't want internet or no, I, I don't want my roads to be nice, you know? So, right. but I appreciate your time today and, and I thank you for being on the show and I, you know, I, I wish you all the luck uh, in the election uh, upcoming. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate your time. Thank you.